Today's podcast is sponsored by Adenosine. Adenosine is a lifestyle and performance clothing brand which represents energy in the pursuit of constant improvement. If you're looking for clothing to work out in or chill out in, then they have got you sorted. So head over to adenosineclothing.co.uk or adenosineclothing on Instagram to check them out. And if you use EPP10, you'll receive 10% off and you'll be helping me. So do it, please, immediately. Thank you. Uh, On today's podcast, we have Scotland's answer to Zoolander. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed in, he does a little bit of MA fighting on the side. We have got Mark Ewan. Mark, how are you doing, mate? You alright? Badly, thanks. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. Zoolander. <laughs> so, Mark, I think the first thing would be give us a bit of a background. When did you start MMA? How did you get into it? All that good stuff. I started when I was about 16, I believe, man. Eh? And, and I'm sure in the same year I had my, my, my first fight. But I started when I was 16, I was kind of young, wild kid, you mm. know what I mean? Kinda, couldn't quite find my niche, couldn't find my passion. I was kind of trying different things and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd went to college, I hated that, I was like, what the fuck am I doing, man? Started training, just right away, fell in love with man, literally. So I started with Muay Thai first, right. started with Muay Thai. Uh, in fact, no, actually I started with MMA, and then I was training a couple of weeks, and I seen guys on the class after me, the more advanced class, mm-hmm. they were sparring, right. and they were fighting each other. So I was, right away, I was like, what is that? How mm-hmm. do I do that? How? And like, oh, you need to do Muay Thai, you need to do Muay Thai sparring. So right away, I sacked MMA, yeah. and I did Muay Thai. Right. That's how I ended up going to have an extensive uh, Muay Thai career. Mm-hmm. Started training Muay Thai for about two years, went to Thailand and that for Muay Thai. And then I eventually came back to MMA. Mm-hmm. But MMA is what I first started with. Because I see people fighting, I wanted to do it. I was that eager, ah, I was that right, right, right. kind of eager to get in and get involved. I started doing uh, the Muay Thai. But I think it's always been my call and I feel like combat sports man. I was always kind of getting in trouble in a boot and I was always a wild kid. I was never never bad but wild, you know what I mean? Yeah. I had loads of pent up energy. Yeah. I had ADHD growing up so they fucking right. they gave me all the tablets and that to talk zombie me out. Man. <laughs> Before that when I was my normal self, I'd be wild, I'd be kinda not extroverted but like I was a big character, you right. know what I mean? You couldn't quite quiet me. And right. even I started taking these tablets at school man, they just totally zombied me out and then right. once I left school yeah, I think I left school at like 16, 17. I stopped taking my tablets again, I had to find myself again, then I found martial arts. Right. And I was, this is just perfect, it's exactly what I need. It's a way where I can channel my energy and I'm passionate about it, I love learning. And now I'm here, man, so yeah. it's been a long journey. So, how many amateur MMA fights did you have before you went pro? Amateur, I was 11 3 and 1. Right. Really? So, that was my record, I. All finishes, yeah. so I had, so I had three losses back to back. I saw that actually. I was looking up there. I didn't realise you had three losses yeah. back to back. That's pretty mental. So I went two and all quickly. Not yeah. two guys at rapid. Thought it was a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thought it was a man. I was partying and stuff like that. I was still a young boy. I was like, I, I can do this. And mm. Made loads of money. And yeah. I was still training hard, but I just wasn't really like uh, I don't know. I don't know what I was really doing, man. I wasn't really focused on it. I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be easy. I thought it was going to mm. be easy. I thought I could just cruise it. But really, it's not like that. You're you're full of fibre and B needs to be yeah. kind of involved in this sport. It's you want to do well anyway. And then I went up against Mark Russell, who actually from higher level. Right. My first loss was against him. And obviously the higher level guys, they were they were good all round fighters. You know I mean, good grapplers and that. So I'd never really seen a grappler much. They mm-hmm. they did really shot a double leg on me, so I didn't know much wrestling. Mate. Right. All I knew was striking. I came from Muay Thai, and I could throw up an armbar and a triangle, and I thought I was decent off my back. I thought I'd good jujitsu. Right. But really, I never. So I fought Mark Russell, he just wrestled fuck me, man. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. And then I fought another, I fought Nathan Jesmer for the Scottish Hit Squad. That was my second loss. I fought nice words. He's got to stand and bang him. He's a Muay, he's a Muay Thai champion. And stuff. Yeah. He's doing me now. We're gonna stand and scrap. He's shooting as well. <laughs> What's going on here, man? 
I lost against him and then I lost uh, my head was all over the place. I was young, I was still trying to party and do this, so I just didn't care about what to do. Mm. And then I had my third loss uh, against a guy called Michael Quinn for Ireland and I was beating him to I was schooling him to wasn't really in it, but then I, I got caught in an armbar and it's the first time I've ever been finished and I tapped and that my arms totally hyper extended. But then after that I was like, This is embarrassing. Mm. What is going on here? You right. need you need to screw the nut, man, eh? So I went away to Magaluf, my pals went on holiday and when I was there today, I was like, this is my last blowout. This mm. is it. Like, I'm blowing out. I'm, I'm enjoying my being a kid, like, on this holiday. When I come back, I'm screwing the nut and I'm giving it everything I've got. Mm. And ever since then, I just started, like, I just tuned in, mate. I was like, I need to do everything I can to make sure I leave no stone unturned and I give it everything I've got. I didn't want to be at the end, end of my career. I think, oh, what I thought, if you, I mean, I just gave yeah. it everything I've got. Started reading books and self-development, psychology, right. just clean myself right up, law of attraction, I was meditating, just doing everything. Right. And look look at me now, mate. I've literally not been beat since. That's mental. Since right. I just turned that mind that mindset, man, you know, shit. That's all. That's that's my weapon, that's my secret weapon, my mind, man. Nice. But I realised I could use that and flip it. That's what I Because there'll be like I would guess maybe ninety percent of people would be in that same situation as you and maybe the opposite way. They would just have their Give excuses for like, ah, oh, I would have been charming if I wasn't partying so hard, I just love partying and stuff like that. And that's what a lot of people do. They use that to kinda cover their ego, they'll go out like maybe a few weeks before their fight and then they'll use that as an excuse mm-hmm. when they lose and stuff like that. It's just an ego thing. Um so what you're talking about your mindset there, what tactics do you use going into that fight? Do you like visualise yourself winning? Do you like, what is it you do? Always, always. Visualisation is a massive part. It's only one part of the two, but visualisation. So even like the walkout, mm-hmm. like I'll visualise the walkout, being in the changing rooms, mm-hmm. the smells, what I hear, what I can feel, the senses. It's important to me when you visualise to feel the senses. Right. Uh, the walkout, once I get in, the feeling of the cage, seeing my opponent staring at him, and then just scenarios. Obviously, when the fight starts, so like yeah. scenarios, I want to go through, maybe striking, yeah. grappling exchanges, and then the most important for me is always the end result and getting my hand raised. Mm-hmm. That's where I'll really feel when I, I will involve all my senses of getting my hand raised, feeling the emotions, you know, like the crowd going crazy, me, or me, or me jumping on the cage. You got something yeah, like that. Yeah. Something where the emotions is so so drastic yeah. that it pulls you right into it. Do you know what I mean? So and then after that, I'll visualize like greeting my like my girlfriend and my mum and my my, my fans and my family and all that just supporting that's them. interesting that, that you go that far like, oh, you would usually that. stop at the finish no, no. when you go further than that 100% I that's that's that the extra bit ah, good. acting as if drawing yeah, yeah, yeah. in existence I'm big into the law of attraction yeah. and manifesting stuff like that So that's interesting mate. do you um, ever visualise certain things going wrong in the fight is it always positive so I never used to I'd never ever done it for, I, because I was just once I came from this once I started kind of getting into the mindset stuff, it was all positive. I would block out all negative shit at all right. times. If anything became negative, I would flip on it as turning into a positive. Just mm-hmm. reframing stuff, yeah. I've done that all the time. Yeah. So I never really let any negative creep in ever in my life. I would always change it. So when it came to uh, visualisation, I would never visualise a negative scenario. And if it did come in, because sometimes you don't have a choice, sometimes you might just visualise yourself getting punched or, or taken down. Right away, I would compete with it and like, give me like, two positive ones. Because right, okay. Randy Couture said something about so while he goes, you're always going to have demons, mm-hmm. but you need to compete with them. And what I took for that is if you have one negative thought, you need to come back with two positive. Right, okay. So that's what I've done. So I, I'm, not until recently, I've, I've done my past couple of fights, now I'm actually starting to incorporate negative scenarios and maybe getting took down and getting back up. Just in yeah. case it happens, I'm not like foreign to it. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. fuck, I'm not shocked. Right. I don't know what to do. So I've started doing it now because I feel like you need to do 
I'd rather be prepared for that. 100%. Than be 100%. shocked. Well, obviously, you don't want to go too far and just think of yourself getting knocked out. Ah, really. but, <laughs> but yeah, I think that is a part that people miss a lot of time. It's like, I obviously, like, you can be negative in your mind if it's for a reason almost. Like, so if you're trying to do a run or do whatever it is and you're pushing yourself, like, I mean, Joe Rogan has a stupid example that he thinks, but if I don't get to the top of this hill, my family's going to be not the pain. Like, he's yeah, just like, extreme. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. using that kind of negativity to push you, mm-hmm. I think sometimes is a good thing and it's useful. It can't always be fucking sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, I've heard, that, I've heard that kind of analogy before. Yeah, man, it's interesting. And in terms of using it in your training, do you use it there as well? So say, like, you're fucking going up against Stevie and you're fucked and he's got you. Do you ever use that? in training as well like thinking or is it are you more an autopilot when you're training so you're not really thinking about it once i start training i say autopilot before mm. training i'll prepare right so you like, I, I won't use it in training because once i'm in training i, I try to get in like a state or a flow yeah. state or whatever or, or just go with however it goes but before training i maybe say if i sparring or visualize certain scenarios i want to go through maybe i want to come in one night and just rest people right okay. and try and get some subs and stuff like that yeah. then i will or if i want to just strike and like neglect the wrestling and make sure no one gets me down then mm. i will I'll visualise stuff like that, and I'll visualise certain scenarios, a journal and stuff, moves mm-hmm. that I want to try, things that I'm not doing or things that I should be doing, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Always, always awesome. just try to get that wee kind of, ah, wee edge. That edge. So uh, like, there was a book I was reading, I can't remember what it's called now, but they were looking at basically the top performers, and they went to some violin school and they noticed that like, see the hours they put in, it was all pretty much the same, they were all putting mammoth, mammoth amount of hours, but what was the difference between the kind of good people and the elite people was they were concentrating on specific things. So if you go into sparring, instead of just not concentrating on anything, you'll be like, I want to work my one two. I want to work this, I want to work that. And they saw that that has drastic improvements. Because sometimes, no matter how good your gym is, and, and you're good, you've got a very good gym, sometimes you'll be up against guys who maybe aren't on your level. You know what I mean? Or maybe you could take them down and you could kind of dominate them. So you're not going to give it too much out of that. But if you have a specific thing you're trying to work on, then it elevates your game even more so. So I think you're right when you're saying that. I didn't, I, I've never heard anyone use about mindset training just every day going into sparring or going into training. So I was really interested in doing shit like that. Like you're saying, neither. I feel like that, see if I was to, I do go with guys that are maybe not on my level now and then, but I'll just play the game. Mm-hmm. I'll never ever just try and dominate them. I was. In my opinion, I always try and pick the hardest round, so I'll yeah. pick my round right away. Oh, but I want you, 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 you. Always like, but they're all different body types. I don't need to give myself the service and try and take a round off for that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I hate having a round off. Like it's, it's my worst. Hey, <laughs> hey, like don't put me off. I always want to keep the rounds going. So maybe I'll pick like Stevie, Sean, Coonley, maybe someone. I need to. Uh, since I need somebody fast, and I'll get somebody like smaller and faster is going to come at me, like right, shanks right. or something like that. You're always just picking your partners right and try to push yourself. And, every avenue everyone's got a different look so mm-hmm. they can push you in a different way mm-hmm. but as for like going with guys lesser on you when i go with them guys i just i play and just let them flow and i'm not trying to knock them out and no. that's, that's just it's not doing me i'm not going to get any no. better than that it's certainly not going to make them any better no you might not be the the, the favourite in terms of doing shit like that. Eh? I feel like you need to have that control some people don't have that control like they've only got one gear when it comes to sparring they just go ham i'm like they just lack control like, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that's really all it is lack control like you can scare a young boy by hitting him a good shot and he'll never come back straight and just play the game with him and Aye. entice him and he'll, he'll get better. They're both going to get better. But I mean, yeah, that's going to help you in the long run as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're right there. So I mentioned your gym there for a few times. So your gym is higher level. If you look around the room when I was in there the other day, just like that, there are so many top boys in that gym. In that gym. What made you choose higher higher level to go to and what do you think? This is, a, this is a question from later on that one of the fans asked was, what makes higher level different from other gyms? The reason we... Oh, I say we chose, but me and Keir basically, like, we left at Headhunters. That's where we first started. I met mm-hmm. Keir at Headhunters. 
through that we were training a he had his first pro fight and we left after that it's because it was only me and him in right, okay. me and him were just training and we needed the bodies and we mm. needed the we had the coaching like Alex was a great coach a great striking coach but it wasn't very it wasn't as clued up on the grappling and the, the full spectrum of MMA mm. uh, and it was Craig Morpatch who went to roll at his gym and he'd said something about higher level and was like and the reason him and his brother went there years ago why they chose to join and then me and Keir thought we're going to try it out Keir went first I think I was busy one night he went for Sunday sparring and I went on the Monday went right away and was like this is where we need to be the level's just totally different the, the coaching is structured it's all it's all laid out for you there's like a, a blueprint you know what I mean yeah. you follow you go to these classes you're going to get better you're going to learn the basics you're just going to keep developing and be ultimately the best you but where high level is now it's, it's totally different I feel for when I first started the culture is crazy in the gym the, the, the energy in the gym at the moment is, is madness mm. I, keep, I keep saying to the guys and they're saying that they can feel it as well. There's something, there's something brewing. Mm. There's greatness brewing in that gym at the moment, man. The amount of bodies we have, and not even it's not even about the bodies, mate. Like you go to ATT and you'll get bodies. You go to all these other gyms and there's bodies, but it's not the bodies. It's it's the coaching there, and I think the mindset we've all got. Like we're all eager to be good, mm. and we're all like pushing each other, holding each other accountable, and all. Like no one's slacking. Aye. Someone's sitting down and doing a sparring. I'm like, get up, man. Like, what's going on here? Let's if go. you want to sit down, you go home. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. if you're coming to these big boy classes, you're coming to these pro classes, you need to be pushing yourself. 100%. And we're going to push you and hold you accountable because I need you to hold me accountable if I try and slack. Mm-hmm. Just so you can, we can get the best of each other. But the culture in the gym the now, man, is okay. it's something I've never seen. It's something I, you can actually feel when you're in there right. and being a part of it. It's, it's great, man. I think people might think like, oh, every gym, like big gym, big names in there, it'd be quite intimidating. But everyone's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're all characters, man. They're all very <laughs> nice guys and they'll say hello to me and like, I've only been there like a handful of times now, but they're all like saying I like them and stuff like that. It's really nice to see that you don't really, sometimes you kind of sell gyms can be a little bit funny with people coming in who are not really with them and stuff like that. But that's, it's, I've enjoyed my time there and watching you guys train. It's been really, really interesting for me. So obviously high level as well, we're known for like, they go quite hard, like your sessions are intense. Mm-hmm. So you train with a good SNC coach, Alex, <laughs> yeah? Um, how do you think your SNC has kind of helped you in your fighting? Do you feel different from starting with Alex to now? Like, what do you think are the main takeaways that you've gotten from SNC training? I'd say it's, it's definitely benefited me and, lo- and loads of factors like working with Alex. Especially, I'd say like I hadn't done SNC for a long time before I'd started working with Alex, so I was actually just kind of like training and, and obviously. The aim of the game is to get better at MMA practically. Mm. So SNC is only a small part of it, yep. but it's a, I feel it's a massive part. Mm. Having somebody there to push you as well, and especially through the conditioning phases of your training, but to push you in strength and show you the techniques and that. So I can go in and I can I can push it when it comes to the grab. When I'm, I feel like I'm a lot stronger, my grips are yeah. better, I can push the pace, I'm fitter. But just always just try to push the boundaries and see how fit and fast and strong and just make my performance better reaching every time, yeah. I mean I feel like he's definitely helping helping me do that. Since my first fight well, I'm to obviously my next fight coming up of it's crazy the, the difference and the the weights I'm shifting, how easy how easy and hard the sessions have become, mm-hmm. how I can push now in, in actual training. Yeah. I guess yeah. like, like, like see like Stevie's strong as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. Super strong. Stevie used to be like he, he just squeezed me up, like, oh, I'm just need to fall. I mean, he was just too strong. Yeah. But now I feel like I can match him for well, strength. Yeah, I, I mean. that's funny you said that because when uh, when I came into high level and started training Stevie for the first time recently, he was like, I was like, so why why are we starting up again? Why why are you bringing me back? And he was like, 
I feel like boys are catching up with me. <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, right. he was like, I used to fart through Mark Hughes about Donnie Moore. So, man. But that's what we're talking about. Like, it's good for you to get better um, because it's going to help everyone else. It's the same kind of thing, then, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I really like Alex's training. We have a similar kind of outlook on MMA and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of people who do SNC and sports scientists, they try and make their thing like the main focal point mm-hmm. and they try to make it all about them. When it's not, like like you're saying, we're just one part of the puzzle. Your main thing is your technical training with James, you know what I mean? So you don't want to get in the way of that. You don't want to make sure you want to make sure that you're injury free, you haven't got foot, you're not doing a legs day and then going in the sparring and fucked, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I really I really I really rate uh, Alex and I don't say that about many people, but I think he's a great 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 coach, you've got a good one there. And in terms of you said like you've been working from the first fight and up to the next fight, what is the next fight? What is your day? I'm fighting November twelfth on Biddle. Biddle. So I've got Biddle uh, it's it's not a backward step I'd say because I can't I was speaking to James, I was a bit, I've came for EFC in Johannesburg of a big win and they've said that they can't afford to bring us back out. So you know, we'll cut ties with them, looking at our shows. I can't even wait for a big opportunity to come. I need you to stay active. I can't only have one fight this year because you never know when this opportunity will come. Mm-hmm. So I'll drive, stay ready. Uh, November fe- November twelfth, I'm fighting on Budo, fighting Brazilian. So he's four and one or four and two or shots. So decent record, decent, good yeah. guy they're bringing in. It's a local show. The atmosphere is going to be electric, and yeah. hopefully get get another fight in December. Oh, I do have another fight in December, but I've still disclosed it just yet. Oh, I've, I've got another one. Top secret. A big one, aye. <laughs> oh, a big one, so a big show, eh? Yeah, nice one, man. Nice. Nice. Stay active, man. That's it. You have got. You have. Like, I feel like some. Depends. Some people like like staying active. Some people like having a long time off. I think like, but early on in your career, I think it's best if you just stay active. Uh, you just need to go ham. Like literally, yeah. I'm young, mate. I'm uh, 23 years of age. Uh, what? My goal this year was to fight five times this year, minimum. Mm. I've only fought once. Oh, and you're it, it annoys me. <laughs> it bugs me, but it's like sometimes I feel like it's a universe. You're trying to slow me down and be like, slow, yeah. slow down and be a bit, man. Get better. Work these areas you need to develop in. And it will all happen in due time. Like the universe has a better plan than me. The way I want to do it, do you know what I mean? That's deep, Mark. That's deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm deep, bro. I'm deep. <laughs> so you're talking about like what, developing. Where do you look at yourself and kind of try to evaluate yourself, kind of uh, like and look at like, where you need to develop? And what do you think you do need to develop going forward? Right now, my main thing I would say was mixing it all up, putting it all together, like. I can wrestle, I'm a good wrestler. Mm. Striking, I'm good at obviously good at striking. Jiu-Jitsu, I've got good jiu-jitsu, but it's just putting it all together and that's that. That is it, that is the craft mm. itself, that is MMA. And that's what I feel like I need to get better at. That's what I'm always trying to blend up. So it's seamless, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a true art form. You're right. That's yeah. what I'm trying to develop at the moment. Because you hear about a lot of people being good at boxing, good at but when it gets to an MMA fight, they can't wait to blend it together. And that's, well, if you're an MMA fighter, that's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 100%. So how do you blend it together? Just constantly training and mixing up. So like sparring and doing like different types of drills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not just coming in, boxing and kicking. And then coming in uh, for another session with just wrestling. And it's like, put the gloves on, throw punches and kicks and wrestle. And then once I wrestle, I'm get you down. We're then flowing into jiu-jitsu. Like right. we're flowing through all these different all systems right. and disciplines seamlessly. And that's mm-hmm. how you get better at it. Right. I mean, you mentioned boxing there. Do you take a lot from other sports? Do you look at like some of the Commonwealth boxers? I know you, you mentioned you know Sam or you know of Sam Hickey and stuff like that. Do you look at these guys and like pick up things that they're doing? Do you study tape on other sports? How do you work out? Definitely, man. I, I study not only like sports people, but I study like business people. I, I, I like to learn for everybody, even if it's what not to do. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like success leaves clues everywhere, whether it's business or it's sports. 
if you look at the best, you can kind of pick up what they're doing, yeah. copy it, imitate it, and, and obviously that's you, that's your goal, and whatever yeah. you want to be, you can kind of kind of emulate that. But like I say in sports, I, I, I'm a big fan of boxing. I watch loads of boxing. Big fan of Canelo, Lomachenko, Tyson Fury, all these guys. I'm I'm quite well versed in some of the younger guys coming through, like Matchroom and stuff like that. Mm. I'm a big fan of boxing. Aye. I like reps, wrestling. I watch like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Davis, aye, aye. Uh, Spencer Lee. Like I know all these guys. I'm I'm constantly watching and mm-hmm. studying. One thing I'm not as clued up on is jiu-jitsu. I know some guys, but aye. it's not like my forty. And in business, I just know loads of folk, man. Loads of people. I listen to loads of podcasts aye, and read loads and loads of books, man. That's brilliant, is it? I don't think I ever listen to the radio anymore. Nah, mate. Nah. The radio, the news, I'm like, fuck that, man. Nah, you're right. I'm <laughs> listening to a podcast there. So, yeah, your jiu-jitsu, is it just, when you're watching jiu-jitsu, just because I, like, I like jiu-jitsu. But when I'm watching jiu-jitsu, I think I'm kind of bored, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, mate. Exactly. Is that, yeah, is yeah. it the same? Is I'd much rather be on the mat doing 100%. it. 100%. Because yeah, like, that's where the fun is. Like, even, like, obviously, I'll watch people like Gordon Ryan and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, like, obviously, they're next, next level, so they, it's just interesting to see them, how they absolutely destroy mm-hmm. people, you know what I mean? That's interesting. But, yeah, it's not, I would I would much rather, if I was watching, I'd much rather watch boxing. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, I had that big fight that was maybe tonight, I broke Oh, gutted. How gutted. How gutted. Yeah. I'm super gutted. Who uh-huh. did you have for that? Ebank. Ebank, aye. Yeah. Ebank's too big, man. So I thought Ebank at first, but I started to lean towards Conor Penn. I think everyone wants Conor Penn to win. Yeah, I just forgot Ebank's been a bit, yeah. Yeah, he's a bit fucking yeah, out But like, if you look at Ebank's record, the people he's, he's fought, he's fought on a much higher level yeah, than Conor Penn. I would love for Conor Penn to do it, but I don't know. I don't know if it'll, like, it'll probably will get rescheduled, I just don't know. Conor Penn's only beat uh, Algeria. Stammer. Yeah, he's fucking insane. 
they need to get put uh, I need Mighty Mouse in there somewhere, but I don't know where. Like, just maybe the way he mixes it up. But IQ, for your IQ, He's so underrated, man. Oh, it's so underrated. But it's just because he's so small, and you don't appreciate him. What about speed? Speed. Thank <coughs> you, rather than. Nobody's faster than me, I didn't think. <laughs> 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 yeah. Footwork. Here we go for footwork. footwork. Do I have to be MMA, aye? No, you can go for long. Lomachenko did for footwork, aye. Okay, long was footwork. Einstein. Well, I think that's about it, is it? Chin. Well, who's Joe chin? Kamara's got a good chin, but. No, oh, I like that. 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 I like, was it? I kind of got, obviously, I went into Muay Thai for a bit, but I came back because I'd seen Conor McGregor. Right, so okay. Like, wow, eh? Yeah, he was, this guy just See, when he was coming up, unbelievable. Like, oh. if, you're, if you look at him now, he's just, a, to be honest, I think he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, right? he's, he's, a, he's an absolute muppet, right? But see, when he was coming up, like, against Dennis Siva, and oh, fucking, it was unreal. It was hard not to get so hyped about him. Like, this guy's a fucking shit. Uh, Why didn't he Aldo? It was like, whoa. Uh, Everyone no. was like, geez, this and is And he saw the split screen like, when he was practicing it backstage. Oh, the man. exact same move. And he goes away, he fights fucking Floyd Miller, comes back, he's Eddie Alvarez. I was like, is anyone going to ever actually challenge this guy? Like, What's going here? And then Gabby was like, Mate, Diaz was kryptonite as well, man. Everyone oh, was really shocked by that. Like, like, his conditioning is just. It doesn't seem like it's there. Aye, aye. It's weird because he, he pushes, you see him pushing his cell, watch the doctor, yeah. watch the, at McGregor fast. I think it was Julian something, the doctor guy he watched, he seems very clued up and kind of skilled in his craft, but it's like... Doesn't translate. Why is he keep gassing like that? I think, I think if you look at his camp, he's got to a stage where he brings people in. I don't think that, see when you're a top boy in your camp and you can decide like, oh I'm mm. going to do this, this day, I'm going to do this, and like your coach not in charge, it's you. I never think that's a good idea. Uh, that's something I would never ever want again. I want, I want obviously get to the stage where I can bring everybody I want. Ah, right. I'm not taking the reins, I'm bringing everybody yes. in, sitting here doing this like a, like a board meeting and yeah. we're all talking, do you know what I mean? Aye, that's the dream, I'm, not, that's... I'm not taking the reins, I, I, I prefer to be guided, I'm not taking a person, just guide me right. and I'll do it. Set, show me a goal and I'll... So I think that's what kind of put him wrong, like he's bringing in people that are maybe not on his level and looks great for fucking sparring videos, but who gives a fuck? Mm. And like, that's where you're going to get your conditioning. This, mm. Your training, your sparring—that's like the S and C is like the, the cherry on top. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think's went wrong with him. But we'll see. He's just knocking at fucking dodos in the gym, man. That's exactly it. Seen his last couple of posts, man. Just banging him to jobbies. Who the fuck was that guy? <laughs> you know what I mean, like he's no anyone. Uh, so there's a rumor going about Mark that Lorenzo Peretti can beat you in spirit sprints. <laughs> is this true or is this not true? This is what he tried to say the other week. I think it was two weeks ago. He said to Alex that he beat me in a sprint, man. I was like, that's. I was like, repeat that, please. And he was like, I beat you. I was like, no, you never. Don't ever lie. I was like, more outside. They went outside right away. And I spanked him. Spanked him. Right now, I'm the champ at the sprints, mate. So, Tunde, we do high level sprints now on a Sunday after the session. 
Dale one mile run then we do like nine sprints mm -hmm. and Tunde was the champ the first week he beat me right okay I'll game it was a bit heavy at the time I was just getting yeah, back into yeah, shape yeah, yeah. and then but now I'm the champ I You're beat, the champ. I beat, I beat him the last week there so <laughs> I'm the dog man. man mate well, good man that's what we want to hear so we'll say that's a lie and Brighton fights is Brighton fight tonight? he's fighting tonight man who's it where's he better Brighton? Uh, Daniel Wales on Cage Warriors Academy oh that's good, good man yeah, you smoke this guy how you can you get that on is that on thing? I think there's going to be a stream there's a stream on we'll get into that since we've got the boxing to watch either. I need something to watch, man. Where are you in four years' time, man? Me? Mm. UFC world champion. UFC world Maybe champion. Maybe multiple world champion. Superstar. <laughs> yes, Superstar, mate. Well, man. Uh, there's so much, man. I've got so many goals. And more well, than, I'm more than just fighting to. Yeah? Well, uh, well. When I, like, I, I want to be in the game and do what I want to do, be champion. But I want to go on top. I'm not going to... I'm not going to be here long, yeah, yeah, yeah. get knocked out and no, fucking yeah. go off on a bad trip, man. I want to kind of go and get what, do what I want to do, be a champion, leave, and go into another field and be successful on that, you know what I mean? Like real estate or whatever, yeah. a business, anything. Yeah. I got so much goals, mate. That's class, mate. Oh, yeah, I'm booking you for in four years' time, right, mate? No <laughs> where you are, you've got to fly back. <laughs> so the next question is kind of similar. When will you be in a major organisation? Major organisation? Mm -hmm. December. What, what, what do you mean by major? I don't know, it's just major. So I would say a major for me would be, I would say it's the top four, so you're looking at UFC, Bellator, 1FC, yeah. or PFL now. Definitely the next year. Okay. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Which one? No, I don't know what to say. There's two maybe there. Yeah, okay, there's okay, okay, okay. There's a few floating about, man. I'll find out. There was my eyes to me. Next year's my break at year, mate. Yeah. 100%. See, when you, I didn't ask you this, but I'll ask you now, like, do you feel pressure from that? Because, like, when you were fighting Michael Blair, like, everyone knew, like, this was, like, a big fight. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Michael Blair was high, is highly regarded, you're highly regarded. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is it. This is it. And, like, I've never been to a fight like that where, like, you're both, like, was, you're both zero and zero at that point, eh? And you're like, fucking hell. And everyone was absolutely buzzing about that. <laughs> because people knew. People knew, like, these guys, these are the guys. So do you feel that? Of course, this, this is where I thrive. I love that, mate, that feeling when there's two great guys going against each other and when one just prevails and one just like outclasses it all. That's all. I don't want a close fight. I want to go to there and outclass people that they think are good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I want the best fights. I want to beat the best guys. See, when I fought Michael, everyone thought this is a good domestic fight. Mm. I stroked him. Went and fought Tom Mullen. And he's one of the best fighters in, the, in England. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Beat him. Who's next? Like, keep, keep, give me the best guys all around the world, and I want to just show them Smash up. Them. But it's good though, yeah. Like, it's good that you can deal with that pressure. Oh, I love it, man. That's good, man. Uh, tips for getting into MMA, BGJ. Beginner's course, start a beginner's course. I would. Just start. I my wee cousin just started there. I said to him, "This is the best way. This is the way I wish I started." I'm happy the way I started. <coughs> I'm where I'm now, but if I started, you need to learn the basics. Aye. I feel like with anything you do in life, you want to learn the basics, fundamentals, so you can. Once you get good enough, you can abandon them, mm. but you can always come back to them because you've got a solid base, that solid fundamental. I think like, you're right there because I, I'm not a fucking great purple belt, but I'm a purple belt BGJ and I went to Marcus Nardini's to speak to him for a bit and he was doing a beginner's and he was showing stuff and I was like, fuck, I don't even like that. Didn't even know that, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I never had that beginner's mm -hmm. course thing and I was relying on other things like the strength and stuff like that. So yeah, I think you're 100% right, that'd be a good way to do it. So whoever asked that question, man, beginner's course. If you had to meet one fighter, or you'd like to train under one fighter, who would it be and coach? So you don't have to be from the same team, but pick a coach and a fighter. You'd want to train under. Spa, maybe. Um, 
MMA coach, I would say, Trevor Whitman. Mm. There's, a, there's like a lot of boxing coaches too. Uh, what's Andrew Ward's coach again? Virgil Hunter. Virgil Hunter. I'd like to train with him. Mm. And then the fighter I'd like to train with. I'd love to train with Floyd Mayweather, man. That'd be mad. Canelo. Canelo. Uh, DC. Yeah. I'd love to train with the Russians as well. Like Khabib and that and Islam. Yeah, I'd love to get in and grapple with them. Because that's EK, is it? So yeah. if you go over to EK, it would be DC, fucking Islam would be there. Could be brilliant, man. <coughs> is that a family that you looked to do in the future? Maybe go over to these places? It's <laughs> something I've never really looked at. If I think about the US, I've never really looked at the US. I only like, I like, uh, I've heard of the MMA lab, seems decent there. I don't think I'd go to like ATT, man, with all these just big mad Brazilians and that, just <laughs> fucking trying to knock each other out. Yeah, they look like fucking mad. AK seems alright, but you need to kind of know somebody to be treated better. Yeah, uh, if I was going to go anywhere, it would be Thailand, bro. Really, would I, you? I, I want to go to Thailand. Tiger or Thailand. Well, I've been Tiger for years, mate. I've been over and trained, but I need to train the MMA. Right, okay. So I want to go over and just train with them, like Peter Yan or that. Yeah. Like, like, out there, there. Well, that's it. Like, they're opening this, their own gym now. You know, the Hickman Brothers. Yeah. So the Hickman Brothers are actually Israel and like Alex Bokonovsky's wrestling coach. They used to train Tiger Muay Thai. They've opened their own space in Thailand. It's called Bang Tao. Right. I'm thinking about heading over there right, and actually right. just start a couple of weeks to train and see what's like. Right, why not? Right, I know like um, this idea of just staying at one place the whole fucking time and not going and exploring other places, mm-hmm. but obviously you've got your team, your team's yeah. higher level, right? But like, I like the idea of going other places and learning different things. Because they've got to bring, they're going to bring something 100%. to your team, you know what I mean? So I think that's a really... Everyone's got a different perspective and a way of learning. You can learn from everybody, so you've got to, you've got to, uh, got to be willing to as well, you know what I mean? Be, be coachable and teachable. What is the largest animal you could beat with your bare hands? Any. Shut the fuck up. Bro, my, my bare hands actually, nah. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a debate in my past for years about this. I, was like, I could take any animal on the planet with a combat knife. You give me a combat knife, I'm taking it out of the game. What, a tiger? Bro, I'm, I'm giving it my arm and it's getting jammed in the you head. You need to think about this too much. <laughs> no, I've extensively, man. Like, I'm going to need to sacrifice something, but I'm coming out to fight Victoria, you know what I mean? Right. I give it my arm sound, but it's getting jammed in the head with a combat knife. And okay. That's it. So a knife, any arm. One thing I think I struggle with is a giant squid. There's <laughs> <laughs> just too much going on, mate. I don't know if I'm going to get close to that. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you'd say, didn't you? Yeah, giant squid would give me problems. I'm going to get near that, man. So without a knife, though? No knife. knife, but you're just walking through the streets of Falkirk and there's a gorilla there, or there's a fucking, what can you take? What's the largest animal you can get? Largest animal I can take? Try and get a big animal here, man. It'd be quite easy, but... It's hard. A horse, I think I'd knock a horse Smart little horse. Horse are quite big, like, I think. Because you just get to stay away from the legs. That's it. You know what I mean? The, easy those back really. legs, yeah. You can't even be like a, a, a gorilla or that, man. That's just no, going to grab you. That's just going to rip you apart. Orangutan's quite big, but... Nah, I don't want to fuck with any of the monkeys, like, they're vicious, they're vicious. So there you go, uh, <laughs> a horse. A bull or a horse, right? Something with four legs, man, that'll just... Yeah, just get a wee quick one-two thing. But I mean, something, <laughs> something, somewhere, some, well, so, something that we may not know about you, like your interests or something like that, or your fear of octopuses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm quite spiritual. I don't know if people know I'm, I'm quite spiritual. Yeah, it came across. I'm into spirit and stuff like that. Yeah, it was just like... Like, as in, like, contacting spirits. No, 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 like, fucking ghosting shit. No, no, fuck ghosts, man. I hate ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fucking ghost today, fucking me. I've always said that I was younger, like, because I've been Ouija boards and I'm like, get out of no, I'm out of here. Absolutely no chance. Do not mess with that stuff. No, man, no. I don't even watch, like, see movies that are, like, scary. I don't mind them unless, it, unless it's ghosts. Mm-hmm. But possessions and, like, paranormal activity, and I'm like, I'm out of here. No. Because that stuff's actually, like, 
You see it being like, real, I'm like, get away from me, man. But apart from that, what's your interest? I'm really like spirit and like nature and yeah, okay, okay. that type of stuff, eh? Do you go on like walks and like do barefoot shit? Aye, so I'll do things like that. Like I've, 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 grounding. Aye, so I'll do grounding, things like that, man. Eh? Breath work and stuff like aye. that. I meditate daily. Do yeah. you know why? Like there's loads of stuff. I like to read up on like spiritual stuff and texts and like That's Buddhism cool. and Taoism and all that stuff. Like there's loads, man. Breath work is something that I quite, uh, I find interesting. Crazy, I teach, man. teach my guys a lot of it. Or, because a lot of guys when they're breathing, you get told like, I'll oh, put your hands on your head, mm-hmm. right? Which is a little bullshit, right, for recovery. Then you get to how you like, like they lift their shoulders up, which is another thing that's a little bullshit, into the belly, into the diaphragm, right? So this is what I have got like, in my Facebook group, I've just got a video on like, teaching them like, how to breathe, essentially. And people are looking at that and they're like, how to breathe? Like, what a fucking mm-hmm. stupid video that is. But, it makes a huge fucking difference. 100%. See, when you do your box breathing, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, your heart rate plummets. 100%. So if you can do that automatically in between rounds, such an advantage. Like that. That's one of the things I when I'm doing, like, say I'm on the topic with Alex. Yeah. Say I'm doing 30 minute, a 30 second burst, it's how quick I can get my heart rate back down. Yeah, Because yeah. I can close my eyes and just <coughs> reset and breathe properly. I might yes. have got a game in another 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, breath work's so important. I'm like, saying box breathing, I do the oxygen advantage with Dougie and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff's next level shit. Mate. That's yeah. good, I'm, yeah. I'm on that shit before, like, oh, these other guys, I'm on some crazy ass <laughs> shit here, man. <laughs> You were on it before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, the box breathing is a big one for me. And Scott Malone, he uses it quite a lot now. He's seen massive benefits of it just for recovery. Like I always say, if you can get 60 beats in 60 seconds, that's like fucking elite. But you're, it's all well and do, good doing it in training, but you've got the next part doing sparring, the next part of that, doing the thing. Yeah, and then you know you've nailed it. Any questions from you, Mark? Would you like to add, or anything you'd like to say? Anything you'd like uh, to add? Nice. Okay. So, Go for it. Crack on. Is this a goal? Or is this a dream? This, this I always wanted to here. have. I always wanted to have my own place, but I didn't know when, mm-hmm. and it came earlier than I probably expected. Um, but I'm glad that like. Did you see it in your head first, or did you just? Start grafting and it, and it all came together better than you could imagine. Yeah, started grafting. Nice. But I, I thought it was going to be something that was years and years down the line. And then something happened, one thing led to another, and then this is it. And I was here. Oh, the universe. Yeah, the universe, bro. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, I was quite lucky. Like, if you look around now, there's literally there's fuck all you can get to turn into a gym. Like, because the council up here are quite strict, we change your use, blah, 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 blah. So I was just lucky that this place was here. See, when I walked in, I was like, fuck, this is way bigger than I need. Like, I was like, fucking hell, like, I don't need this. I was just wanting, like, maybe a studio to work out. But I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna have to do it. I had no other option. So I took it. I was like, fuck, it's gonna be hard. But see with these rooms off the site, mm-hmm. obviously they make me money because there's like a masseuse in there, there's a masseuse there, there's gonna be a masseuse through the back now. So that kind of pays my rent. So it's like, the thing that scared me about it, which was, was its size, is actually becoming strength. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can have classes on here, I can do this and stuff like that. But is that something you would want to do in the future? Well, well, I don't know, you're going to MMA gym? Aye, definitely. <laughs> I want to open up some gyms in Africa, I think that'd be a great, a great place to do it. I want to open up loads of stuff, man. Businesses, like real estate, there's loads, man. That's cool, cool man. Another question for you, I've mm-hmm. had it in my head there. Where do you see yourself in four years? Oh, flipping it on me. <laughs> <laughs> in four years? That's a tricky one. I would probably say we'd want to be work, working up. I want to build up my online clientele to a point where it's got hundreds of people and it's known for building good foundations for people. So I'm looking to like work with 
kids now in schools and teach them about nutrition, mindset and training. Because I feel like, see if you look at the youth training and if you look at like the problems youths have trying to break into sports, the two main stumbling block blocks are injuries, they'll pick up injuries, and mindset, they'll go and get pushed a few times, right? So if you can teach that in a big way, then that's going to make a huge difference. And the big way to do it for me is like online and like my Facebook group and teaching that. And that's what I want to do. And maybe in four years, probably take a step back from a one-to-one training, maybe have maybe five or six of my elites that I train. And that's pretty good. And then also another gym. Another gym. Another gym would be nice. In the centre of it. Scotland, something nice one. Because that's Dundee's small, man. <laughs> Dundee's a small place. Safran. Yes, I didn't think so. Uh. Good man. Well, <laughs> thanks very much to Mark for coming on. No I'll make sure that I spell his name correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I had some measurements in. That's the real way to spell. That's the problem. Is it that like? Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. It's not Make sure we follow Mark on all social media and make sure we check out his fight coming up. And we will see you on the next one. Peace. See you.